0: Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We will combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Happy Mindful Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and is ready to start the week on a high note. So I want to take a second to thank everyone um, who has been listening to this podcast, has been tagging me in their Instagram stories, who's been following me on Instagram, um, who has been listening to this podcast um, and sharing what they like about it. So I wanted, again, thank you guys. And I'm so grateful for everyone who has been listening. Again, I'm just starting this podcast because I just want to share what I've learned from my own um, self-love and growth mindset journey. And I'm glad that um, this podcast is impacting you guys in a positive way. So, if you haven't already done so, make sure you follow me on Spotify, um, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. And also, you can follow me on my socials. Instagram is at the Growth Mindset Gal. TikTok is just at Growth Mindset Gal, and then Twitter is at Mindset Gal. So. I also want to share with you guys, um, I have a 30% off referral code. It's going to be um, in the show notes and it's for the brand called Hello Body. It is a skin and hair um, beauty product line and it is cruelty-free, vegan with all natural ingredients and I got the body scrub. And it's like the most amazing thing I've ever used. It is not messy. You know how some body scrubs are very, very messy and they kind of get all over your tub. This body scrub smells like a vacation. Smells like cocoa and vanilla. Um, It's also pink, which I love. It kind of puts you in like a nice mood for self-care. And when I exfoliate my skin with it, it is buttery smooth. I even use it on my feet and then it looks like I just got like a pedicure. So if you want to visit the site, My referral code is for 30% off in the show notes. It is one of the greatest beauty product brands that I have ever used. Again, it is vegan, cruelty-free, and all natural ingredients. So today, I'm going to be trying something new. I'm going to make a little bit of a shorter episode, um, seeing how you guys feel about it, because I know a lot of my episodes have been like 45 minutes to an hour, because I just have a lot of things to say. But I figured I can kind of go back and forth with a few short episodes here and there, longer episodes here and there, and let me know what you guys think or what you guys would prefer more the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, So, we are going to start with segment one. Like always, I have my Doing Well Daily journal in front of me. Um, The website for Doing Well Daily and also the Instagram for Doing Well Daily is going to be in my show notes as per usual. So, the quote for today is Keep working where the light pours in. Keep working where the light pours in. And That quote has a pretty heavy statement. And it's saying that work basically where you feel your purpose. Work where the energy is high and you feel good going into work. Obviously not every single day is going to be rainbows and sunshine. We all know that, that's the reality of it. But I wanna say the majority of your workspace you should enjoy finding your purpose, what lights you up, what fills up your soul and makes you feel good. A lot of the times I think we're taught and our society is also ingrained in us is that you just need to go to school, go to college, get a good paying job with you know good benefits and um, good retirement and all that. And then we often get stuck in this end of the road, you know, office job, and then we're miserable. And my retirement is when I'm 62 and I'm a 26. (laughs) So I want to make sure I'm in a job that lights me up and gives me purpose and fills my soul with happiness and know that I'm making an impact and I'm making a difference. And I think the millennial and Gen Z generation are really kind of focusing on that. Um, I think my parents' generation who are the baby boomers, um, they kind of had this idea how they were raised is they you know, go to college and just get the entry level job and then just stay there for the rest of their days and then they can kind of climb that corporate ladder. And some people like that, don't get me wrong. But I think the majority of millennials and Gen Z they're looking for more of the life than just a regular office job and climbing um, the corporate ladder. And so I encourage that. I encourage you know finding a job. and if it is an office job that you like climbing the social ladder, power to you. Do a job that lights you up. Don't do a job just for the pay and the benefits. That's very good, but then you're going to burn out and you're going to be miserable. And you're going to hate going to work, you're going to be living for the weekend, and you're going to come home from work to your family and be miserable. And me personally, I don't want to live my life like that. And I don't think a lot of people want to live their life like that. I want to, you know, go to work and enjoy myself. You know, there's going to be good and bad days, but then I want to come home from work and still be happy and be happy to talk about my job. Because the majority of your life, you are at work. So make sure that workspace gives you some sort of joy. And, you know, looking forward to the weekend is great in any profession, even when you enjoy your job, because I love looking forward to the weekend. But there's some people that truly live for the weekend and are truly miserable at their job. And that's just not a life to live. When you first get a job and you're not happy there, it's okay to leave and find a new job, right? Do the right thing, put in your two weeks, have kind of, have interviews beforehand, make sure you have another job lined up, you know, if you can, because sometimes a lot of people just quit and then they're kind of like, okay, now what do I do now? But make sure that If you're going to leave the toxic workspace, you do have a plan with you in some way, shape or form, but leave that job. If you're not happy there, if the workplace is toxic or the work that you're doing is so unfulfilling, it's like draining your energy, leave. And maybe it's not even the whole career. Maybe you just don't like that office or that workspace. Go and find another workspace that makes you happy. Why spend time in a place that you're miserable? Why live your life miserable at your job. Why do that? Because most of the time people start working in their job in their 20s, and then their retirement is in their 60s. That is, if my math is correct, 40 years. 40 years. Okay? That is such a long time to be miserable. That is a majority of your life. Think about it. If a place is not lighting you up for the most part and not feeling a purpose, time to think, time to reflect and make some moves because you deserve to be happy and fulfilled in your career. You deserve it. So make sure you keep working where the light pours in, doing work that brings you joy and feeling fulfilled in your life. Okay, so now we're going to move on to segment number 2. This episode is all about a journal prompt about reflection. So speaking of <laughs> reflection and talking about the quote, that is what this episode is going to be all about. And I am recording this at 8:07 in the morning, so if my voice is a little low, <laughs> I literally woke up maybe an hour ago, had some coffee, and then here I am to tell the tale. So, I had a really interesting um therapy session this past Monday. Um I actually had my therapy sessions on Mondays, so that's why I always call this mindful Mondays. And she gave me homework and I me mean, as a teacher I was like homework, what? And she gave me homework and she said, Allie, what I want you to do is I want you to make a timeline of your life from your earliest memories to now. Write it down in a notebook and then your next session we're gonna you're gonna share it and then we're gonna talk about it. And I was like okay, very interesting, taking a time to reflect. So I want to share with you guys that therapy session, what we went through, and kind of encourage you guys to do this journal prompt in your own books, because it really helped you, it really can help you, and it did help me reflect on my life and see what I've overcome, what I can, you know, try and improve for the future, kind of learn from the past, because I think it's important to take a minute to reflect, because I think we're always looking for like, don't live in the past and be on the go and always look towards the future, you know, go, go, go. And that's very important too. But I think there's also a very useful part to stop for a minute and reflect on your life and see where you came from and where you are now and just look at the journey, because it kind of boosts your morale a little bit as well, just to look at the things that you have overcame throughout your life. So What happened was she told me to open up my journal and then she said think back to your earliest memories and go from there so this is how i made the timeline of my earliest memories to now to help me reflect on my life so I started from young childhood, I called it. So my earliest memories are like um, pre-K kindergarten and to all the way up to now. And for each kind of segment of my life, I wrote like two to three sentences about that time period of my life. And then I explained the emotions that I felt. So for example, I had about four different segments when I wrote out the timeline of my life. So I put young childhood and I wrote like pre-K to second grade. Then I went to third to eighth grade. Then I went to um, high school. Then I went to college. And then I went to grad school and like adulthood. Those were the different segments and you can break them up how you would, but that's how I broke up timeline of my life. And I was able to sit down and I wrote two to three sentences of kind of like a little summary of my life during that time frame. And then I also pinpointed the emotions that I was feeling during that age range of the time period. So, for example, when I wrote about my young childhood, pre-K to second grade, I wrote that I was always happy. I loved singing and dancing and watching Disney on repeat, which I did. You can ask anyone. I loved school and I loved learning and sharing about what I learned that day. I would come home and I would tell my parents everything that I learned. And um, I was into. That's when I started all my sports, such as like soccer and basketball and softball. And I just remember my young childhood always being in a good mood, always smiling, always being happy and singing and dancing and really not having a care in the world. And it was great. It was fantastic. And then I moved on to a third to eighth grade. And third to eighth grade, I think for a lot of people, that kind of is where the innocence of childhood start to fade away. And this idea of the invisible audience, I like to call it, when you think everyone's staring at you and you become very self-conscious. That starts to happen in like upper elementary school into uh, middle school. So what I was saying from third to eighth grade is I started to feel very negative and self-conscious, but I still love school. But it was a struggle to really keep friends from third to eighth grade because everyone's just trying to find out themselves, their likes and their dislikes. And everyone's trying to be like the popular kid and trying to fit in everywhere in upper elementary school and middle school. Cause you kind of feel yourself like growing up a little bit. So it was very hard to like keep friends. Cause everyone was just kept bouncing around and, um, I kind of started to struggle with my body image because when I was younger, I was, you know, that like, you know, the childhood cute chubby, if you will. But then like, I still was chubby when I was third to eighth grade. And so that cuteness kind of went away. And I think that happens to a lot of people because of that invisible audience is that from third to eighth grade, you start to become very self-conscious and you start to wonder what you need to wear, what your hair needs to look like. Do you need to start wearing makeup? especially in middle school, everyone's trying to, you know, be superior to one another and bullying is heavy in middle school because everyone's body is changing and people are awkward. So just kind of going through and realizing that that's kind of where I pinpointed where my anxiety started. So it's really good when you're using this timeline to be like, oh, This is where I started to understand, you know, pinpointing where my anxiety started, at least for me. Um, And then I went on to high school and high school becomes a little bit better. Still a little bit self-conscious, but my friends became more stable because in high school you start to, you know, mature a little bit. I was still into sports from elementary school into high school and I had a good stable amount of friends. I still love school. I was kind of doing my own thing in high school. I was friends with everybody. Um, high school is also where I did come out of my shell because from third to eighth grade, I became very um, self-conscious. So I did go into a little shell. And then high school, I broke out of that shell. And I know I mentioned in a previous podcast that that's when I... Um, tried out, or I'm sorry, tried out, auditioned for the school musical, because I always wanted, loved singing and dancing. And so I finally auditioned for the um, musical, and I got one of the parts. So in high school is where I kind of regained my confidence in my creativity. And I made a lot of really great friends. And I really showed off my personality. And people would always tell me that they um, enjoyed the comedy that I would bring, or I'm a a loyal friend and like all of these things. So I started to really find myself um, in high school. And also in high school, I started to realize truly my anxiety because I'd be sitting in class. And I would be um, really, really nauseous is one of like the things that happens to me when I feel anxious that I feel um, very nauseous. And now thinking back on it, I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe I was hungry or maybe I was actually nauseous. Um, and now I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, wow, I was anxious because when you're in class, You're sitting there. You can't get up when you want. I never want to raise my hand to go to the bathroom because then everyone's looking at you when you get up to go to the bathroom. It's like all that self-conscious things that are going on. Um, And then I move on to college. In college, I played volleyball as well. Um, college. I loved being independent. College is really where I also thrived as well, where I even branched out even more with my personality. I was still a little bit um, self-conscious, but I I was gaining more and more um, confidence in my body image. I learned a lot of life lessons in college. I learned to be independent. I learned a lot of the times that people change and it's okay when friends change because it could be nothing against each other. You guys are just going in different directions in your life. And I think I, you know, start to realize that in third to eighth grade, but you kind of want those like lifelong friends because you're like, oh, I I wish I can have a friend that I had since like elementary school when I'm an adult and we can like laugh back about all the memories. And then I realized that's okay if you don't have friends from elementary school. It's okay if you don't still have friends from middle school or even high school. Friends are going to change throughout your life. And, and it's not always a big fight that happens. It's just you grow apart and you're going into different directions and that's okay. And you can make new friends. It's okay if your greatest friends are the ones you found in adulthood that are your stable friends. Or it's okay that your stable friends are still from high school or still from college. And so I learned that people will be in my life if they want to be in my life. Don't chase anyone. And don't tr- over try to make so many friends. It's the, you know, quality of your friends rather than the quantity. So I really realized that in college. And then the last part was, you know, grad school to now, I became very aware of my anxiety. I understood why it happens, where it comes from. And I was starting to share with people that I have anxiety. And then I finally, you know, went to therapy, seeked help for it. And it's definitely been helping me. And I'm so glad that I started going to therapy because now I have coping mechanisms to help me. Um, I have a lot of stable friends now in my adulthood, and they're kind of from all different pockets of my life, which I really enjoy. Um, I'm in a stable relationship. And I also am very mindful and just aware of how I am and how I can always constantly improve. And that in this time frame of my life, I'm understanding that you are a work in progress and you can always get better. So basically, that's what I told my therapist when I read to her my timeline. And it really was awesome because as I was writing it and I was explaining it to my therapist, I, all those like memories from all those different age ranges, like danced in my head. And I was realizing what I've learned, what I've overcome. And it kind of helped me realize how strong I am and how resilient I am with certain things. And then my therapist asked me, she was like, you know, what would you tell your younger self from third to eighth grade seemed to be the the dark age, as we like to call it. And she was like, what would you tell your younger self? based on that timeline. And I, w- I was like, I oh, I wish I can tell third to eighth grade Allie that no one cares what you want to do. Like, don't keep yourself in a box because you're afraid of what people are going to think of you. Do what you like to do. Do the hobbies that you like to do. Join the clubs that you always wanted to join. Don't be so self-conscious of your body. It doesn't matter. And to be brutally honest, the people in middle school do not matter. Their opinions of you don't matter. You're 11 to 13 years old. The opinions do not matter. Do what you want to do. Even in adulthood, no one cares what you're doing. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're just doing you, do the things that bring you joy. That's what I would tell her, that the opinions of middle schoolers do not matter. Everyone in middle school is just trying to climb that social ladder and be cool And they're going to say really nasty and mean things to you because everyone's trying to be superior to one another in middle school, trying to like stand their ground, you know, and be the coolest one. Their opinions don't matter. Or I would always like to say, the opinions of sheep should not matter to a lion or however that saying goes. Because going through that timeline, it showed me how strong I am and how resilient I am. And I wanted to Tell past Alley that you are such a strong and impactful human being that these nasty girls in middle school, their opinions don't matter. And that's what I told my therapist. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, Do you feel better now? And I was like, I do. I really feel better um, after saying that. So that could be another prompt that you write down to yourself after you go through your timeline of your life. That can be a prompt. What would you like to tell your past self? And then I also want to add another prompt after the timeline. What do you want your future self to come back and tell you, right? To see how much you improved into the future, right? So if your future self was able to come back to you right now, what would you want your future self to tell you? And just writing this timeline about my life, it really encompassed, my i realized my inner child again you know when i did that little part about my childhood and i revisited my inner child and how happy she was with just being herself and singing and dancing and having fun and sharing all the knowledge that she has and loves to read and learn and that is my inner child. That's what makes me happy is helping people and sharing knowledge that I have and singing and dancing and being funny and enjoying life to the fullest and being loud and happy. And so I revisited and I remembered who I was and what makes me happy. So I think having a journal prompt with a reflection of your life can really help you get out of a rut that you may be feeling. Because when you make a timeline of your life, you get to see your life again and see what you did well and where you can improve for the future. And I think that it is very important to just take a step back and just realize what you are capable of and what makes you happy and you can talk about the dark points of your life and how you were feeling and then look at how did you get out of that dark point right how did you get out of that really bad season what did you do for yourself so in the future if you're in a bad season again you can look back at this timeline and be like okay what did i do in the past with myself that helped me get out of a really bad season so when you're feeling um, anxious or unmotivated, and you're feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome, make a timeline of your life. See your ups and your downs, right? Your peaks and your valleys, your ebbs and your flows. And look at how far you've come. I looked at that third to eighth grade alley. I looked back at her and looking towards what I am now. And I became so proud of myself, just look at how much I've grown from that state of mind, from that really bad season into a woman that accepts her flaws. She's not perfect and that is okay. She accepts her flaws and she really, you know, evaluates herself and she boasts about her glows as well. Be proud of yourself. You guys do, like us as human beings. We all do so much in one day. We help so many people in one day. We make a difference in one day. And we don't even realize it because we're constantly on the go, on the go, looking to the future, looking to the future. And we want to remember the past. All of these things. And I think one day, just if you're doing a journal entry, make a timeline of your life. Make a timeline of your life. It may bring up some bad memories acknowledge the bad feelings the bad memories acknowledge them and then look how you grow from them it kind of really boosts your morale for yourself you're like wow i got through that so when you're feeling low you can be like oh i've gotten through worse i can get through this and it boosts your confidence so i highly recommend writing a timeline of your life. After I read my timeline to my therapist and then said like, oh, what would you tell past Allie? After that therapy session, I, therapy session, (laughs) I was like, wow, I'm a boss. I know what I'm doing. I have recovered from so much. I've worked so hard to get to where I am. And I've made a difference with so many people along the way. And it's okay for the people who left my life they're just they weren't for me and i'm so grateful for the people who have came into my life and it's really nice just to be like wow i did that i've gotten through that so if you want to take a second either maybe in the morning or maybe even in the evening if you like to reflect in the evening make a timeline of your life right young childhood to kind of like upper elementary school and middle school, high school, then to college, and then to maybe grad school, or I would just call it adulthood, you know, post-grad, if you will, and see how far you have come. And be happy with how far you have come. Be grateful to where you are today if you came from a really dark season. Because you guys are awesome and you work so hard and you deserve to take a look back down memory lane and be like, wow, I've really made it. I went through all the different steps of my life and here I am and I made it. Reflection is very important because you see what you did well and remember we're works in progress. And then you can see what you can improve on for the future. Because what I want my future self to come back and tell me is say, Stop second-guessing your abilities. Stop with the imposter syndrome. You know what you're doing as an educator, as a human being. You're always prepared. You know you're so knowledgeable of what you're doing. Stop second-guessing yourself. That's what I want my future self to come back and tell me. Because I know in adulthood, being in my the start of my career as a teacher, I have a lot of imposter syndrome like I talked about in the, my last episode. And I really want to work on eliminating imposter syndrome and just knowing I'm a great teacher. I know what I'm doing. I want that principal to come into my classroom and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Check it out. That's what I want to work on. And so I want my future self to come back and tell me your imposter syndrome and all of your anxiety about your workplace and your ability at your work. You're great. Stop worrying about it. That's what I want her to come back and tell me. So I hope this episode helped you guys with a new journal prompt to help you reflect on your life and see what you've been through and kind of boost your morale about what you have overcame in your life and what you want to tell your past self and just realize how strong and wonderful all of us are on our own journeys and it's also important to notice we're all on our own timelines that's very important too We all have our own timeline. You're not behind. You're not too far ahead. You're exactly where you're supposed to be in your life right now. Because every moment in your life is a lesson. So that way when you make another reflection timeline 10 years down the road, you're like, oh, that's why I was in this moment. That's why I was at that job. Oh, that's why I was single or that's why I was in that relationship. Because everyone is on their own timeline. The universe has a plan for us for every single one of us. So we are exactly where we're supposed to be right now. You're doing great. Do not worry. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with this journal prompt. Hopefully it can help you boost your morale. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode to um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Spotify. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, mindful Monday. Bye guys. i